And welcome to another edition of Calling the Audible. This is now the, uh, I guess, the remote version because we're all, three of us are in different places in different parts of Montreal. training in this small. I know. Beezy Delarizzi's there. Eagle's at home base at the container. I'm in my home base and he's in with some guitars in the background. As uh, we are now nearing the end of the Fall Cup. And Pease, as we near the end, we're starting to get a clearer picture of how things look with Tier 1, 2, and 3 in the co-ed division. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, co-ed's been kind of wild. I I, um, I think we all kind of thought um, Easy Fun would be the, the uh, top dog going into the season. And uh, we probably thought... Uh, uh, I mean, look, myself not knowing a ton about the division, uh, having not really played in it before, I thought, okay, well, you know, Easy Fun and Yin and Yang are the top two, but we here we are, we have Kiss My End Zone and Easy Fun ready for a final week battle to decide first place, which is really cool. And that's just a co-ed battle, right? The same thing's happening yeah. in Tier 1, 2, and 3 across the oh, board. Oh, it's, it's so everywhere. Like, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Like, this is, it's been probably the most exciting fall season, I think, so far. That, you know what you should do? For, for the next upcoming winter season and spring season of 2022, have only two playoff spots per division, and everyone's chasing those two playoff spots. That would be terrible. Excitement. That would be absolutely terrible. It would be great excitement for everyone. No, because then you can have seasons where t- two teams are clinched at week six, and then the season doesn't matter. And then That's you have perfect. Fall, which is Reduce the Champions League to just four teams, one from each subdivision, right? Yeah, winner exactly. of, uh, The winner of uh, then, City A. But then if there's a low division team, we don't take their schedule seriously, and then we hold them out of the Final Four. Yeah, like that's you. We'll hold them out of the Final line. Four. Yeah, and so that, that, that's a formula that for sure no one will ever complain about, and, and we've never seen that go wrong ever before. So well, now I want to have some fun. Right? Like, who's the FPF equivalent of like Notre Dame, who like almost makes the cusp every single year, but kind of sort of doesn't every time? Oh, oh boy. Who, like... Um. We need to find like a like like a bunch of studious athletes, or, or a team a team that just loses every time they make it to a final like to a semifinal or a final four. Uh, That's tough though because it's such an open ended question because we have so many teams under different names and all that stuff, yeah. right? I mean, but you can associate with a with a quarterback or a captain, right? Like so, like before that, you could have gone for like you know before last season, you could have gone for Dan Lazaro's teams as being the Notre Dame, right? Like getting to the dance. But never sort of uh, fleshing out. But he won his championship. Um, or maybe a team like Notre it's Dame. Like the Saturday. last time, the the last time Notre Dame was re- actually relevant, um, it was like in, in black when when it was like black and white screens. So like a team that was relevant from the pre P's era, like the family. If the family came back, would they be? Yeah. Would they be Notre Dame? Perhaps. I mean, uh, you know, even mongoose. I mean, there's so many teams out there, right? But I mean. Kevin- Kevin White is the Alabama. That no matter what happens, he gets invited to the finals. Whatever team he's on, they can be, they can be a six-loss finals team. He'll still be in the finals. Wait, does that right? mean like John Mayer and the Braves, like the Georgia or something? Like, oh, yeah, they're suggesting? like they're like Clemson, Georgia. Like I guess Clemson more recent. Well, Georgia this season, but yeah, like they're the, they're the top dog, the the one that uh, runs through their uh, their opposition. But they yeah, have like apocalypse is like the Auburn of the year type of thing. Bless like Clemson, Oklahoma, Alabama, you know? yeah. Oklahoma, that, that'd be more like uh, uh, not Thunder Chocolate. Easy uh, was doing better, they'd be Oklahoma because it's all offense, no defense. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and let's dive into it. Before we get into it, uh, Eagle, uh, just a reminder for winter registration. Uh, that is still going on for another week or so, give or take, Eags. 
About that, yeah. So we're looking at freezing registration around December 6th. We have a significant number of teams that have already registered, so make sure to register your team as soon as possible to make sure you can guarantee a spot in the division you want. A reminder, you can register for as many divisions as you want that are numbered, so you can register for Division 4 or Division 5, but you can't do like 4A, 4B. And if you want to play on multiple teams, feel free to do so. Our our sked builder rather uh, is going to allow you to work on three different rosters without conflicts, Anything more than that, it's a little bit of a toss-up, though. The, uh, the one thing I want to mention before we continue is uh, yeah. also you don't register for uh, Division 4B or 4A. You don't register for 5B or 5A. You register, and then the division is split. If it's split, and then a decision is made whether or not you qualify for yeah. Um, yeah. the B division. So keep that in mind when you register. You might end up in 4A. You might end up in 5A. Division 6, um, it's still in the air, but I think, Eagle, we're going to split it um, like for the postseason, right? Like we've been we doing. We usually do. There's a little bit of like behind the scenes magic that happens yeah. based on like team numbers and based on strength and the number, like the type of players that register on those teams. Um, but for the most part, we end up doing four and five splits preseason and six splits postseason. But again, it depends on the number of teams and the, the yeah. structure of them. The philosophy, actually, we don't know a lot about Div 6 before the season because there's a lot of new teams. Sorry, go, right, ahead. And, and, go ahead. You know what? And I, I should have told you my idea two weeks ago. I'll tell you next week for my idea for whatever division. I'll, I'll explain next week. Off there. It's too late. Got it. <laughs> don't worry. Off there next week. We'll have a nice little powwow. Right. Perfect. All right, let's dive into it. And one more thing for Laval. I know people have been asking about fans being allowed. Um, mm-hmm. Stay tuned. There could be some update with that, uh, which will be posted via email to the league or through the Facebook group. So there could be fans allowed uh, for the remainder of the season. We'll figure it out in the coming weeks here. All right. So let's dive into it. Uh, Pease. Um, some games quickly here that caught my attention. Tier two, uh, Chalk of Thunder and Arush both losing on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Ravens taking out the Thunder um, and Team Ethnic taking out Arush in, in a classy way. Uh, I'm not surprised by Team Ethnic. They looked like the better team all throughout the game here. I felt like Arush got frustrated with some of the things not going their way, uh, in their favor, I beg your pardon. And they just got in their own way in how they want to play. So I think at the end of the day, I'm not saying it's a detrimental loss, but definitely sends a warning signal that this Tier 2 is so unpredictable that the favorites may not be able to win this uh, event at the end of the day. I don't know that Team Ethnic were not the favorite going in, or at least not one of them. For me, you know, Arush is good, but Chocolate Thunder, Team Ethnic um, are are definitely the tops of this division just because Ben Lawler might be the best quarterback in this, the best true quarterback in this division. Uh, and that makes a huge difference in, t- in tier two. Um, when you have essentially in tier two, a guy who I put amongst, you know, guys who are defensive yeah, division three stalwarts. Uh, he's, he's a guy who I think to be uh, at that level. And so it's no surprise to me to see them at six and a one. Of course, Ben Lawler's struggles have, have, have come in um, the postseason, so we'll have to see if that happens this time around. Uh, but another thing I want to point out more about about tier two is you go all the way down to thirteen. Useless the Diablos right now, the outside looking in. They have they have um, a three and four record, which is yeah. identical to the ninth team um, uh, in uh, in Tough Lungs. And you know, I don't think a we thought. Uh, heading into the season, that a three and four team would have to play their last game to get into the tier two to, to the tier two uh, bowls, 
And I don't think we would have thought that a team led by Francois Martin, who was a, a capable quarterback and, and with a strong roster, I don't I didn't think that um, they would be in this position at this time of the season. Well, as I said to you back in week one, they're called useless Diablos for a reason. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it seems to be that way. I, I don't even know what the – like, they're scoring. Um, like, they're scoring with some of the top teams in the division. There's, I want to say, just looking quickly, there's, there's six teams that scored over 200 points, and they're one of them. The problem is, is that they've allowed the most points in the division as right. well, which is – when you look at the roster, to me, that's the surprising part about it because you knew they were going to score points. But the fact that they're, they're allowing so many points is, is terrifying to me. A bit head scratching for sure. In, in tier three, uh, PMS gave uh, Freedom Squad a real run for their money. Um, look, I know P- uh, Freedom Squad is still undefeated, perfect at this point of the year, but I feel like it, it was the first warning shot towards their hopes of winning their tier that it's not going to be easy. And PMS could have pulled off the uh, upset, if you want to use that term, over the undefeated Freedom Squad. Well, yeah, free agent squad are good, but they are, as their team name suggests, a group of free agents who have come together uh, who are immensely talented. Um, the problem is, for part of my swag, is they only put up 19 points, and that's not what's realistically going to challenge free agent squad. Uh, Frankie Scalzo was fine at best. Um, Riley Pinecone made a great catch for a touchdown, which we all saw on the Instagram page, uh, on the Instagram uh, stories. Um, on defense, they they were you know part of part of my swag was there. They intercepted Emil Scaff three times, uh, twice by Craig Browning. Uh, guys, by the way, Craig Browning and uh, Riley Pinecomb, two of them were unsung heroes in flight plus football. And I've just because they're in lower divisions, they often don't get talked about, but they are both immensely talented. Uh, it just goes to show you against free agent squad. Forcing the turnovers won't be enough. You're gonna have to put points up against them because they're they're gonna they're gonna still move the ball. They're gonna still score. They're still gonna be efficient on converts. Um, so it's it's really gonna come down to uh, can you put up the requisite as we say, Mo, five scores in a playoff game against them, right? You need to you need to score yeah. five in the game. And I'd, unfortunately, I think I think this version of PMS with Frankie Scalzo. Uh, as much as I like Frankie as a dude, and, I, and as much as I think he's improved and his legs had an interesting dimension, it's not the same offense we're used to seeing from them. No, it's, it's not the same horsepower. It's, no. It's lacking the horsepower. Uh, it's lacking the ingenuity to to, to score 30-plus uh, per game. Uh, but that's, and, that's, you know, and that's the credit to Emil Scaff because he's the opposite, where where he finds a way. Even when the game doesn't work out well, even when things aren't going his way, he finds a way to move the ball uh, and in this case, like, you know, it came down to converts and, and the rookie was better on converts than, than the established FBF veteran in Frankie Scalzo. Although he hasn't played that many seasons at quarterback, he does have some experience. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, you know, we look now towards this tier and how it's played out, right? I mean, I think it's good that we have a bit of scare because you, you don't want Green Squad to run through tier, their tier and essentially say, hey, it was easy peasy, no pun intended. And win it with no hiccups at all. So I, I hope. I disagree, Mo. I think it was very pun intended, and I appreciate I you. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> if you give me a, a lie detector, maybe you'll show the truth of what I meant by that pun. If there was no pun involved, you know. Yeah. Nah. Anyway, uh, but like, like when we look at the whole of tier three P's, uh, there are a lot of teams still in play for the fourth spot. I was on Eagle off there. That right now, in theory. You can have teams literally from four through nine 
still in play for the fourth spot. You know, how does this shake out as we go into the final week of play here, Beast? Well, look, right now, Save a Horse um, is in sort of the pole position. Um, and they face Killer Rays, who I, despite the fact that I think are better than their record, they, they just haven't done well this round. Um, and while I do think, and, and Eagle actually had a chance to watch a little bit of Save a Horse this weekend, and I, I'm going to write a little bit about it in my article, I have doubts about uh, Save a Horse. Uh, and I, I stand by what I said. I think they're going to well, hold on, please. please. A, according to Eagle, according to Eagle, this is a Div Three team for winter. They're not. They're absolutely not. They're, they are. They are an extremely athletic, um, gifted Division Five, maybe four team that will move up quickly. But there's a lot of fundamental issues that an experienced team um, can 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 use against them. Um, the, the problem is Killer Rays is not that team. So I think this this actually holds. I think. We see uh, Save a Horse um, hold hold their position. You know they're they're coming into this with a. I, I think they also have the head to head with FSU, and then if it goes down to to points against, um, they you know they they start with twenty points on FSU. So I, I think um, I think I think they're gonna hold that spot just because yeah, it's, they're on the front even if they lose, they won't lose by a ton. So um, I, I don't think they will. Uh, if all the teams win, they, I think they're still going to hold uh, the tie break with their points against. Because that, know, that is the strength of the team. Right. You know, it, it, look, let's say Save Horse gets the fourth spot, right? I, I saw FSU up close and personal, and, and they asked, hey, who are you? I go, I'm Peasy, actually. No, you're not. I'm like, yeah, I'm Peasy. You, you just can't see who's who I'm Peasy. You, the guy you're going to talk to, he's at home right now, uh, whatever. So they think that you're Mo and I'm Peasy. That's think, fine. Right? That's okay. No problem. Anyway, so... You know, see them play. Like they have some good uh, players on that roster, but it, it goes back to the point we made before, right? Five touchdowns required to win a football game. I, I don't know if they, they, they like what, however far they go this year. I hope they come back from the winter season because I think they, yeah. they can be competitive. Oh, I, division. don't don't. And I, again, I, it's it's one of those things where unfortunately sometimes players only hear half of what we say. Mo, or shall I call you Peas? Um, yes. But but the thing is, Peas, the the I actually think they're immensely talented i think they're really good i think they're going to move up the divisions i just think that a team starting in division three how many times have we seen it where yeah you're good athletes the the team that uh the mitchells were were part of back in the day uh i can't remember what they were called um they started off in division three and had, had a just a really really tough go of it and then they ended up in division doing really well like two seasons later you know what i mean so um i think that that they're just an immensely talented group of people that need to learn a little bit about our specific brand of flag football uh, to, to really achieve that next level. That's all it is. Yeah, I think for FSU, they, they, they can definitely – they have some more additions to the team. I think if they get two yeah. more – Well, they're similar. They're, they're about the, – the, them and save a horse. Like That's that's the MO, right? That's their right. immensely athletic teams. And, and a rematch of those two teams would be fun to watch. Yeah, and, and they'll play PMS uh, FSU this weekend, or this yeah. well, Wednesday, a big party in Laval. And that'll be a good test for them, because you're talking about a team uh, full of wealth of experience in PMS, yeah. uh, albeit not the same PMS as, as in years before with what they normally would have. But I think it gives them a barometer uh, to look at, saying, okay, look, if we're not going to the Final Four, we got we to survey the, the ecosystem out there and see what is there and say, do we match up well with these teams here? And this will give them a good test whether or not they match up or can be competitive, whatever division yeah. they go in in winter 2022. It so, does uh, feel, though, that um, PMS won't lose against both new teams, right? They won't lose against um, FSU well, and the agent squad back-to-back. Well, they lost to save a horse. 
They got wrecked Sorry? by them. The, the PMS they lost to That's what I'm saying. So, like, so do you think, think they're going to lose to all three brand new teams? You know what oh, I mean? Like, man, if they do, Frank Douglas will retire as quarterback. If Brad Evans, the Hawaiian Sherman, can come back, you know, as quarterback. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is, of course, a difficult, uh, difficult captain to be with. You know, he, he does wear the Hawaiian shirt, but he cracks the Hawaiian whip as well. Right. He packs Hawaiian punch. Well, he uh, of course. Them. It's always good to have a little Hawaiian punch uh, on a cold day like it is. Uh, Pete, you know, in co-ed, when you look at, at it right now, with one game to go, um, what's your sense right now? Who, who gets the first seed in the uh, co-ed? I, I, you're, asking, you're asking perhaps the person with the most bias in the matter. Well, that's okay, though. Because like, I mean, I'm you, playing you it. I, Fox it, News or CNN, right? You want biased commentary, you can watch those two uh, networks. Yeah, or me. Um, exactly. <laughs> so no, but the thing is, um, look, I I didn't actually I didn't see this coming uh, heading into the season, um, but you know, Kiss My End Zone's a team, despite the fact there's a lot of different pieces um, come together uh, really really quickly, um, everything gelled really quick. Whereas Easy Fun, our team has played together, um, you know, Jeremy White and Seal Levine, all those guys. And um, his mobility, of course, is a, is a huge challenge. So the first, my first co-ed game was actually our loss. Our only loss was to Easy Fun. It was it was that first game, mm-hmm. and I think they they know the league well enough. Uh, Jeremy White knows me and my strengths and weaknesses well enough to know that he's not going to face the same version of, of Kiss My End Zone. So I don't think he's taking it lightly at all. I think it's going to be uh, a fun game. That's like. To have one game to decide the top seed for the season, I, you know, it's it's as good as that gets, in my opinion. I, I'd like to get your thoughts on it because, again, it's it's hard to ask me about my own teams. But I, looking at the script today, it seems like you're putting me in that position a couple of times. So I'll get of your analysis. I need well. to make you feel uncomfortable, please. Yeah, you thanks. shouldn't feel uncomfortable. You know, you should be comfortable in your own skin. You know, because you're you're in your your own home right now. So there should be no issues at all. This is a home game for you right now. I look. I, I think. You know, Jeremy White's got a wealth of talent to work with on Easy Fun. I mean, like you said it before, they're putting up points at a high clip than before. And when you look at it right now for them, I mean, their defense has been playing phenomenal. I mean, right now, Pease, they have, I think, almost eight, if not nine INTs for the year, which is definitely a big plus for them. And, you know, when going up against, say, a team like yourself, with what you have loaded up on the roster – I think that would be the more ideal matchup going into the Fall Cup final. But again, when you look at what's left with why and why, you got two more games left here. I'm not saying that you can't catch you guys, but it can definitely send a warning shot towards you guys and easy fun that this won't be an easy run for whoever has to face them in that semifinal game going towards early December. I also want to say that, um, like, the benefit of going, you know, finishing with the one seed, of course. Uh, we, You know, all the teams in court, I'm sure, or the top three teams anyway, I've talked about, that having one of the top seeds means, sorry, having the top seeds means you have to go through, for example, if it's us, we we, we'd we have to go through either Easy Fun or Yin and Yang, but not both to get to a bowl championship. Yeah. Um, but having played the Rock this week, they're really good. Um, Jessica Gaslain, is phenomenal on defense. Um, she she makes incredibly quick breaks on the ball. They're a team that um, is much better. Like they're much better now than they were to start the season. So I think that like they're they're rounding into form just for playoffs. I think I think the co-ed bowl is gonna be is gonna be really interesting. Regardless of like yeah, this next week decides the top seed. That's cool. But like everyone's gonna have to get to work in that bowl. Right. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. 
So in tier one, we'll be joined by uh, Iggy Magnus. Is that confirmed, Eagle? Iggy Magnus knows he's on today, or is he still up in the air about coming on with us today? Questionable, but likely. Um, before we get to uh, tier one, though, just quickly on co-ed uh, peas, um, yin and yang. We've seen mm-hmm. last week and the week before, they're doing this hybrid quarterback scenario between Gino DeFazio and Quasi. They're doing chicanery. Chicanery. They're doing so, Steve Spurrier. That's what they're doing right now. So, so explain this to everyone. The quarterback cap applies for the person with the most attempts. Therefore, Yin and Yang is specifically having Quazy throw more pass attempts than Gino, but not use Quazy on offense in order for Gino to then play quarterback in that, sy- in that system to make sure that he doesn't accidentally qualify as a receiver. And we we kind of talked about it like off the show and everything. Why is this the worst look for Yin and Yang? It's so stupid. It so Yin and Yang has the so if okay, let's put it this way: if Gino is throwing the ball, I'm not gonna I'm gonna actually see something positive about Gino DeFazio. So be happy this is recorded. Um, the, <laughs> Yin and Yang have the best thrower of the football, right? Like. Um, I, I think that Jeremy White's strength is his athleticism. My strength is uh, play design. And Gino is the best thrower of the football. He's great at ball placement. He'll throw a, a, a hook right in the defender's face. And it doesn't matter if the defender's right there because he's going to place it exactly where only his receiver can get it. Now, if Gino has Quasi Gordon Mall to throw to, as far as how these co-ed teams are structured, that's indefensible in, in co-ed. However, going with this roster just paralyzes the team. It's it's never the best version of the team. So by trying to load up in co-ed, Gino DeFazio has put himself in a position that he never has his best team on the field, which is dumb. It's just dumb. And like yeah. they might they might beat us because they're still good. They're still talented. They might beat they might win the championship. But it's the dumbest way to do it. You're just getting in your own way. It's just very cheeky, but very Spurian-like with what he does. He's uh, Spur alternating quarterbacks every play when he was at the University of Florida. You, uh, you, you know, what do they say in college football? When you got two quarterbacks, you got you got none. There you go, you and and no quarterback. It get it, it takes Quazy out of his rhythm. Um, and again, I, if if do you, do you think Quazy knows Gino's crazy, name? That's insane. That that's unstoppable. Because you think Quazy knows Gino's name? Yeah. I don't Sorry? think Quazy knows who the captain is of the team. I don't think he knows who Gino is. I I don't know. I don't think so. Anyway, uh, look, before we get to Iggy uh, Magnus here, uh, Tier 1, he's a little bit more muddled. Um, after Blast, they're, they're running away with the number one spot. We know that. But you look at 2, 3, and 4, there's still some maneuvering right now who can move up and down the ladder. Um, you know, ECW having to win over their counterparts in Mangoose, uh, albeit, though, very minimal percentages that they can jump into that party of four. But right now, how do you think this plays out for two, three, and four? Do we see some movement, or is this going to holster for what we have right now? Um, well, I mean, you know, um, it all depends on on the the matchups that come. You know, so like the Apocalypse, who um, I thought they were going to put up a tougher fight. Jeff Rosenblatt turning the ball over uncharacteristically, um, still managed to put up thirty two against a very good defense and blessed. They face Urgence Menzik, so that's going to be um part of the the deciding uh factor Jean Smedzik, I mean I don't think they 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 need a win per se cuz I think the top 4 are pretty much settled um but you know EZW goes on to play blessed this week for example so I I don't think 
I don't think that Rajan Smidzik can be caught. Um, KGPs hung around. They've done KGP things. Um, so yeah, I think I think we might see movement like KGP um, may jump the apocalypse, but um, th- they'll they'll have to do so by beating Mangus, who are at the bottom of the rankings, of course. So that that's possible. Um, I think at this point, Rajan Smidzik. If they win, they're just sort of playing a mini spoiler for uh, the apocalypse uh, because then it has KGP in position to take the two spot. It is a a very interesting situation in that the top three teams are playing the bottom three teams in this last week of the season, right? Because Blessed is playing Easy W, so it's one versus five. You have KGP playing Mangoose, so it's three versus six. And you have the Apocalypse playing Jean-Smed Zik, which is two versus four. So there's a lot of fluctuation that could potentially happen in this week where you could... I think could see potentially some like Jean Smedzik fall out of the playoffs depending on what happens. And let's not forget, um, ECW lost in the last play to Blast way back in Week One. So I mean, they're, yeah. they're right. But that's that's right, a week one thing. I if ECW keeps it to two scores, I'd be I'd be surprised. Uh, we'll find. I think they can. We'll find by that's ten. The passage of time. We lose by ten here. Yeah, that's two, two scores, isn't it? <laughs> I so, mean, you know. We're we're gonna do a scores, we're gonna do a quick little analysis here. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, uh, you go. Just... We're gonna try and predict these games as a collective. So we'll do games of the week later. But just as a collective between KGP and Mangoose, who do you think wins? And you have to agree. You have to come to an agreement. So you have to negotiate KGP your position. I, like wins. we're gambling actual money, and there's no spread. We're just betting so that like as is. I yes. go KGP. Yeah, okay, KGP so then sure. KGP makes the final four. Blessed yeah. and Easy W, who wins? Oh, blessed, blessed by ten points. There's a ten point spread. Yeah, okay, so then it doesn't matter scores, between Apocalypse and Jean Smedzik, right? Like that's it, regardless of how it goes. Easy W and Mangus both lose. So well, this it, is the final only... four. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the final four, and it's probably the seeding that that they'll retain as well. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Eagle, um, do we know face... the? Do... But sorry, Eagle, ahead, doesn't UM face Apocalypse this week? They do. So, yeah, they could potentially flip so you, the order of it. But even then, like, 1-4-2-3, does it really matter at this point? You need to be both teams. Uh, well, yeah, it matters that you don't have to face Blessed uh, until the finals would be ideal. Because yeah, I wouldn't want to play UM of... either. I wouldn't want to play Rizos Medic uh, in the opening round. Yes, but if, but if Rizos Medic beats Apocalypse, KGP becomes that second-ranked team. Um, yeah. And I think Rizos Medic jumps Apocalypse. So right. KGP would both get the second seed and face UM to start to start the playoffs. But honestly, like they're good four teams. Like Rosenblatt's a great quarterback um, for Apocalypse. KGP, they're on. They're coming off back-to-back championships. UM, we we thought was going to be the best team in division and blessed. Mm-hmm. My God, Stephen Harper saw it's become a, a top five FPF quarterback overnight. Hmm. Overnight, like it's it, it, like it's it's getting to be the conversation, right? Like. How far off is he from the Dan Lazares, Kevin Wyeth, uh, Joe Meyer? Like, is he seven, six? You know, like, he's not that what, far. What, like, winter's coming up, right? That's going to be the big test. That's always yeah. the big boy league, right? With blessed, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, quickly here, before we get to Iggy Magnets, uh, Eags, we have the playoff date set uh, for knockout rounds. That's going to go when exactly? Do we know 
exactly when that's happening yet or not? Uh, so I don't think we have the official dates uh, scheduled. I mean, we have the dates, obviously, but we don't, when, which division is going to be which games, I don't think we have just yet. Let me just check officially on this to be sure. Because um, I believe, basically, as of the end of week eight, we're going to get the final matchups for all three of them. So we have the on Wednesday, December 8th, we're going to have a whole bunch of different games. Actually, I, I am proven wrong because it actually is on our website. So if you go to our homepage, give it a second to load, and you scroll down to our section where it says FPF Cup Knockout Round, this will have the breakdown of all the dates for all the divisions, which was not shared with us. So thanks, Rob, for making us seem foolish. Oh, really? So, look at that, eh? Wow. Let me go look at that right now. Look at so that here right we now. have the dates for Tier 1 and Tier 3 on Wednesday for either the Cash Bracket or Constellation Round semifinals. On Sunday, the 12th, for the Cash Bracket or Constellation Rounds for all the other semifinals, for all the other tiers. And then we have uh, the Bowls, which will take place on Monday and Wednesday at St. Laurent and Laval for Tier 1 and Tier 3 and Tier 2 and co-ed across all of them. There we go. Uh, FYI, I, I won't be there for the Wednesday, the 15th. Uh, I have a couple of Christmas parties. Just to let you guys know. Well, hopefully I'll be there. I'm playing two games. so. I mean, Mo, I feel like you're giving us less priority over your Christmas parties. Like, What's more important, a nice night out with your coworkers or a night out with the FPF community? That's a good point, Mo. Gino DeFazio in the holiday season or with my coworkers? I don't know. Hey, what? I said something nice. I said something nice today. Yeah, it paid you, though, to say that, though. It did. I'm going to take a shower immediately after the show. <laughs> Join me on Periscope. Yeah, exactly. Just wait for Iggy Magnus here. Hey, hey, here's Iggy. Hey, hey, Iggy's joined us. Hey, what's, up, what's up, boys? How's it going, Iggy, buddy? We got we got a few minutes here. So, Iggy, uh, last week uh, we said you were on the show. You were on the <laughs> no, show. we're not talking about this, Mo. We're not talking about Yeah, we this. are because we, we told you you were on the show. And for whatever reason, you must have been drunk as whatever. And you decided to disregard <laughs> us. On the show. Incorrect. You told me you might call me for calling me out. No one else said. Uh, and contrary to popular belief, uh, I did not get the script. I didn't say I did get the script. I didn't get the script. And I told uh, Eagle, is it in the script? Question mark. And he said nothing. <sighs> just, so what you're saying is I'm, I'm leaving it what you're saying, Iggy, is Google Docs works differently for you than the rest of us because <laughs> I just open Google Docs and the script is there. And so, yes, because it says Mo Iggy, gave you access to it. Iggy was available on the show. Yeah, uh, we're, not, we're, we're moving on. <laughs> we are. Okay, so let's dive into it as we now approach the final week of the FPF Cup season. Uh, your thoughts with Tier 1, 2, 3, or even Co-Ed for that matter? Yeah, uh, so here quickly, because I know we're on a bit of a tight uh, schedule here. Uh, for Tier 1, uh, a couple things stand out to me. Blessed is still undefeated. Uh, so uh, the question for me is, what is Stephen Harapasad's ceiling? Is it Div 1? Is it this Div is where, 2? This is where we should have had Iggy on the previous segment where we discussed yeah, the thing that he's mentioning. <laughs> Yeah, because he didn't get the script Fine, so, early, so we literally so so, 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 just so to catch up and and we'll do, go through this quickly because the people listening and watching already heard it. I said yeah. that he's creeping into the top five, where it's like, okay, Lazaro, Wyatt, matter, and then like you have a yeah. debate, right? He, he's somewhere yeah. between four and seven as the best quarterback in FPF. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. So cool uh, topics of discussion. Uh, yeah, next topic. Uh, are inter next. Intertwined. Um, I like the battle for the last playoff spot for tier one as well. Uh, so who I don't know if you guys talked about uh, who gets it. Uh, so EZW is playing Blessed. That's a loss. Mangoose is playing KGP. They beat them by one point in week one of the season. Now, probably they both lose, and then EZW gets in because they have the, uh, the lesser points allowed. So EZW on percentage basis. Uh, tier two, um, there's the battle for the last playoff spot there as well. A lot of three and four teams there. So I'm not sure if you guys uh, talked about that. Uh, that's an interesting battle till the end. Uh, Hot Sauce Sports, 3-0, can make the cash bracket potentially. Uh, that's another oh. nice little turnaround story for uh, for you and your team piece. Beer money. I love cash, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, tier 3, let's open it up. Uh, you know what? Let me talk about co-ed uh, first. Uh, Pease, our team, uh, we're looking for a number one uh, spot. Uh, number Don't one worry, I'll choke it away. I'll choke it away on Sunday. <laughs> oh God! Um, uh, what I believe Lasect is eliminated, so we have our top four teams already set. We're just looking at seeding at this point. Uh, so actually, not too much to talk about in uh, in Coed there. Uh, and then as I look at tier three, uh, again, I can't. I guess I'm talking about my teams a lot, but uh, I'm hanging. My team's hanging on to the last playoff spot. Uh, uh, funny, funny enough, it's 12 uh, seed versus 13 seed in the coming uh, in next week's matchup, Post Malone's Knights versus Trailer Park Boys. So that's definitely a win and you're in scenario. Uh, so fun, fun, uh, fun little matchup I have there on uh, on Sunday. Uh, and then what? Uh, the top four teams look like they're pretty much set. FSU has lost a few games. Save the Turtles are undefeated uh, in the qualification round. Uh, Save a Horse has come around after their couple losses. Uh, they've come back with a couple wins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Save a Horse, yeah. you know, forecasting for winter. What do you see them playing? What division? Uh, probably a 5B team. 5B well, the Eagles, they're, they're, they're three teams. They're yeah, them. back like three, four weeks ago. Yeah, no, uh, 5B is, is, uh, is probably where I slot them. Yeah. Okay. What about, what about a team like FSU? No, they're 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 a team that, uh, with now two seasons under their belt, they're not a six D team anymore. That was their spring season. Uh, the fall cup's kind of funny because you get to play division five, division six teams. They're a division six team. Okay. Then they'll probably go like four and six, five and five, and that's not that bad. Uh, sorry, yeah, four yeah. between four and six and six and four. Sorry, just a, a little less organized than Save a Horse. So I, I I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, uh, less organized than I. Just less of an arm talent on the quarterbacks, less of uh, athletic ability. Just not on a one-to-one -one basis because I, I think is uh, Manny Bezogius, uh, PZ, You've mentioned his name a, a few times, and Leo uh, Diacumados. Uh, they're pretty athletic guys, but not like save a horse. They're they're just across the board. All eight of their guys are athletic. So yeah, five B for save a horse and division six for FSU. Uh, the one tier or division with co-ed included that has had the most intriguing storylines in your mind so far up until now. Ooh, oh, that's a, that one, that's a good question. It's probably tier two just because you have the most evenly matched teams 
from uh, from one to fourteen. Um, so probably a tier two f- for that reason. Uh, and then you had you had the intriguing storyline of. Jokino struggling out of the gate, but look, look at him now. He's five and two with his team. So they well, but hold on. He he uh, lost in Lachine. He's a creature of habit. He lost in the unfamiliar territory in Lachine. <laughs> He's been playing all his games in VSL. Okay, okay, yeah, interesting point there. So you, there you go. That's an interesting storyline. Um, Grim Reapers are an interesting storyline because I don't know if you guys. Yeah, I saw that. Because the are super dirty. Is that why? No, they're like, huh, huh. Oh, call the audible! And I, I wasn't paying attention. I looked up, like, what the screw about? And then the referee, I think they're talking to you. Yeah. I'm like, really? Yeah. I don't know what the hell I did. Yeah, maybe because you you miss you you miss uh, read their story for the start of the season. I think Pease, you mentioned last week's in the last week's episode that uh, Rory Sermergent had missed a couple games. That's not the case. The story for them is that their first two games of the season, he was the quarterback, and he was for part of my language shitting the bed. Like a complete mess of a quarterback, and I so just, they brought. I, I, they... I had a conversation. I actually hadn't looked it up. To be fair, it was, it was based on a conversation I had with uh, with uh, Dylan Dau, and yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that that, that makes sense. Uh, he didn't. And they, they, angry, they made it, and and they made a quarterback switch. Yeah, I don't know why they got angry. Whatever. Uh, and they made a quarterback switch, and I I believe they're five and zero with Dylan Dau at the uh, under center. So that's uh, that. So the couple already there. There's two teams, and already there. There's some fascinating storylines. So give me tier two. All right, hold on, Iggs. Uh, you want to keep Iggy on the online here for the games of the week, or what? Um, Iggy, wait. Well, are you are you holding a um, a chapstick, or is that a sex toy? Oh, it's it's what I'm oh, listening uh, to you guys with. Got it. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, so sex accessory. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. the only reason why I would keep Iggy on the line is because there's still a gamble going on between the FPF community and our so-called FPF experts, and so mm-hmm. I'd like to keep him on the spot for having to make his picks without having to think about it. That's the only reason okay. why I'd keep him. What do you think, Mo? Okay. Can we give the community a chance and and burn his vote here. Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're gonna go into games of the week. No, hold on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> but, but hold on. It's now time for games of the week. Eek. Is that better? That's much better. There's always a setup you go to this. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. Here we're gonna go with some music. We're gonna go three at a time. Literally, we're gonna go left, middle, right. So it'll go Mo, Iggy, and Peas. Otherwise, it's getting way too confusing. Tier one, KGP Mangoose. KGP. Mangoose. KGP. Blessed Easy W. Blessed. Blessed. It's an Easy W for Blessed. The Apocalypse Urgence Medic. Apocalypse. The Apocalypse. UM. Alright. Tier 2. Team Ethnic Tough Lungs. Ethnic. Team Ethnic. Ethnic. Pinchellos Sans Vintermano. KGP Raw. KGP Raw. KGP Raw. Raw. Arush Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. They they beat out Chocolate Thunder. Uh, give me Ravens. Um, I they they never win when I pick them, but Ravens. <laughs> it's the worst. 
I, I if I bet if I bet Ravens uh every week, if I bet just that game, I'd be a one seven. <laughs> Hot sauce sports, sounds off. HSS. Hot sauce, four and oh baby, let's go. Centaur's roster is nonsense. I don't even know how that fits. Uh but hot sauce sports by fifty because I can't pick. Chocolate Thunder, Grim Reapers. Thunder. Ooh. Yeah, Chocolate Thunder. Yeah, Thunder. St. Laurent. Bruins, Unexpected Diablos. Bruins. Yeah, Bruins. That was tough, though. Bruins as well. And Mean Machine, Los Siete Amigos. Uh, mean Machine. Yeah, mean machine. Um, Los Amigos just need to throw jump balls to uh, Dawson, Dawson Pierre. Pierre. every play. <laughs> so give me Los Siete Amigos because they literally need one play in the playbook because that guy is nonsense. All right, tier three. Pardon my swag, FSU. PMS. Yeah, PMS. Swag. Seventh rounders, the West Yard. Seventh round has had a bad loss. I'm going to go with them. That's a weird way to put it, but yeah, seven rounders. <laughs> uh, West Yard. Save a horse, killer raise. This is why you lose. <laughs> Save a horse. Save a horse. Save a horse. Save the turf tools, the stormers. Turf tools. Yeah, save the turf tools. Two savior sweeps. Trailer Park Boys, Post Malone's Nights. Post Malone's Nights. Oh, oh you. Iggy, you in town or no? I am in town. Yeah. So you, so then a loss. No, no, I, I go Post Malone's Nights. <laughs> Free Agent Squad, Lionhearts. Free Agent Squad. Yeah, Free Agent Squad. That was easy. Same. Tim Brandy, Fighting Cones. Fighting Cones. They're good. They've improved. Yeah, fighting combs. Brandy. Demons, Tomb Squad. Demons. Oof. No, Tomb Squad. Tomb Squad. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm going to say Tomb Squad. Tomb Squad. My bad. What? Okay. All right. Oh. Fine, fine, fine. Warriors, the Penetrators. 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 No, Warriors. And Two Inches Gang, Lockdown. Two Inches Gang. Anything that's not Lockdown. Uh, so two inch gang, whatever you you lose you'd lose against like uh, their grandparents I think. Thank you, Iggy. No problem. Uh, yeah, not I I said it and I can't remember who it's, but not two lockdown. Gang. All right, all not right, fine. Yeah, yeah. And then coed three games. The Rock Yin and Yang. Uh, yin and Yang. Why and what? Yin and Yang, but the Rock's getting better, man. Give me all right. Yin Kiss my end zone, easy fun. Uh, kiss my end zone. Can't pick. Well, um, can't pick it, so kiss my end zone by 50. And doubleheader for YNY versus Lasek to wrap up the season. YNY. Yeah, YNY. All agreed. And that's going to be our picks for this year, boys. <laughs> Mo, anything last day? Last yeah, thoughts? last thing again, guys, don't forget uh, winter registration. Uh, as Eagle said, it's going to wrap up. Windows closing December, first week of December, December 6th. Correct, Eagle? That is correct. Are these plus or minus? That's the target date. 
Right. So please, if you're if you're on the fence, please uh, inquire. If you have any questions, COVID-related questions, the whole nine, inquire with the league. Um, well, they'll have the answers ready for you. Um, again, winter is always the big one for all of us. We look forward to that. Um, also, last but not least, uh, fans in Laval, stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll have an update for that moving forward. And that's about it. Magic words, please. Wow. Cleaning the front office, huh? Uh, good night, Brian Clowley. Mm-hmm. I hoping you go with Bergevin. No. Bicep Club! <laughs> <laughs>